Welcome to Not Your Average Mother Runner Podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Today, I have another guest, and he is in the finance industry from New Jersey. So I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having me on. Good morning. Morning. I'm so happy to have you here because, uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you for um, coming on here and sharing some of your experiences with the listeners and, uh, you know, letting me get into that male brain of yours. (laughs) So let's begin with, first of all, tell us your age. Uh, I am 34 years old. Okay. And would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? How would you describe yourself? Extrovert, 100%. Okay. Very uh, outgoing. (laughs) Okay. Were you always like that? Because I I realize a lot of people change like as they grow older. Were you always an extrovert? No, uh, I was introverted until probably around 17, 18. Okay. All right. Now let's really get into it. Let's talk about your dating experience. And when did you actually start dating? Uh, I mean, you know, you got your little high school dating that starts, um, but for real, probably or in college. Okay. And was it like casual dating or did you have like any long-term girlfriends? Uh, yeah. Um, one long-term girlfriend through college for, for a few years. Okay. But did you do a lot of casual dating at all through your 20s? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so through through college, um, before I had met the the girl I dated for a few years in college, um, a lot of casual. And then after her, um, yeah, probably for about three more years of casual dating before okay. I got into another relationship. All right. So let's talk about those casual relationships. So first of all, like, how did you meet them? Um, Through friends at bars, um, you know, your typical ways that somebody meets somebody, you know, when you're, when you're younger, right. Um, I think that when you're younger, you have a lot of friends that are in relationships and a lot of friends that are single. So a lot of your friends have friends that are still single mm-hmm. and that's kind of how you meet a lot of people. And sometimes, yeah, you just go to bars and or wherever and you just start talking to somebody or at a concert or, you know, just kind of meet somebody. I'm extroverted. So I just talk to people. <laughs> okay. So you met them organically as they like to say it organically. Yes. Okay. Did you ever like go on any of those dating apps or do anything like that? Uh, in my early twenties? No, no. Um, as I got Later into my 20s, absolutely. Okay. Would you say that when you think about your dating experiences from your 20s, early 20s versus like later in your 20s, was there a difference? Did you see a distinct difference in the type of women that you were attracting or you were looking for or even experiences in general? Did you see a difference? 
Um, I definitely saw a difference, but I think I saw a difference more because of myself. I think I had grown. Um, I think what I wanted was very different. Um, I learned in the beginning, it was more of what I wanted. And then as I got older, it was these specific items are important to me and these specific things I'm okay to deal with because they're not make or break issues. I think in the beginning, like you have a che- I, I had like a checklist almost. And then at the end, the checklist was like, these are these five things matter way more than these 20 things. Okay, let's talk about that list. Okay, so you had a, a list in your mind in your early 20s of what type of woman you wanted. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. so can you share what that list was about? <laughs> was it physical uh, attributes? Was it more like a physical thing or was it more, was it both? It was definitely both. It wasn't just a physical thing, but at the same time, it was a lot more of like, I was more of describing a hot female version of myself. That's kind of like what my head was, right? So like, it was a lot of, it was a little more, I guess, narcissistic maybe, because it was like, it had to match me versus as I got older, it became like, as long as they're okay with me doing these certain things or having these interests, it didn't really matter. Like, it was more about being um, complimentary as I got older. In the beginning, it was more about matching. Okay. And did you, when you, so let's go back to those early twenties when you were looking for someone to match you. Um, so basically you're saying someone, when you say someone to match you, you're saying that you wanted someone to be like, just like you, like the things you'd like to do, uh, was interested in the things that, you know, your values, it was exactly like you. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was really just to match me. Okay. So if they didn't fit into that list, what did you do then? How did that, what did that look like? Um, in at that age, uh, I was really more of just, okay, next, like I, I kind of, um, got bored really quickly. Um, you know, it was, it was a date maybe two and then I'm on, like if I got the vibe that, Hey, this is not whatever. Um, you know, I was, I was out and I didn't waste time. I didn't feel like hanging around. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about that. What was the behavior? So when you, when you first, and let's, we're sticking to that early twenties. Okay. So when you were first, uh, interested in a woman and you're, you know, looking in to see if they match who you are, what did that behavior look like? Were you like calling them every day? Were you texting them? What did that look like? Um, it really was more of trying to meet up in person. Um, I feel like you just get a better vibe of someone and I still feel that way today um, in person Um, because I think in the beginning I had start like probably like early, early twenties, like just out of college, I felt like I was a lot more texting. Um, And as I got to like maybe 24, 25, still in that early 20 range, um, I tended to realize that that was not the best way because I felt that I would text somebody and it was a certain vibe I got. And when I met them in person, it was, they were a different person. You know, they could, it's easier to be an extrovert to f- on the, on texting, like versus in person, their real personality kind of shows up. You don't say, <laughs> don't say, uh, that's yeah, correct. I mean, I shouldn't say correct, but yeah, pretty much. You can't tell tone on a text. Um, so you, so at the beginning it was more of the texting, but then you gradually went into meeting in person. So mm-hmm. When you were looking for that person and you were interested in them, were you, after the first date and you're like, okay, I'm interested in them, I want to know more, what were the behaviors you did 
to show that you wanted more? Um, I would just flat out say, Hey, listen, you know, I had fun. Like, let's do this again. Kind of, and like, just kind of just set up something else. And I always would try and set something else like for the next time, like, Hey, how about next Friday? How about next Saturday? Whatever, just kind of just get it up, you know, set, almost set it. That way it was kind of a, a thing. And then we would kind of text along throughout the week. Um, and then really just trying to get to know them more in person. Like I wouldn't, I would never ask like important questions via, or things I really wanted to know via text. Okay. I would ask them in person to kind of see how they reacted to me asking that question. Okay. And then what did it look like when you're like, Oh God, not interested. Um, when I was in that age, I would still say, Oh, we should totally do this again. I just probably wouldn't set a date up. You know, I don't know. Uh, we should do this again. I don't know what it's going to be like. And Okay. You know, I, so it was open-ended. You just said, let's do this again, but it wasn't like you had a set date. No. And it was very like, honestly, untruthful at that point. Cause I really wasn't going to see them again. Um, I just didn't know how to, I wasn't confident enough in myself to be like, Hey, this, this is it. I'm sorry. This isn't working by. So Okay. Unless it was really bad. Unless it was really bad, then I was just, hey. <laughs> right. And did you, like, ghost them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. In my early 20s, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so this is good because this is exactly what I, w- I want to talk more about, this ghosting thing. So when you ghosted them, so they're, like, texting you, trying to say, hey, what's up, you know, and you just basically did not respond. Um. Sometimes it was straight up, yeah, no response. Other times it was kind of just very basic responses, like very like non, almost like quick answers just to kind of get the idea like, hey, I'm good. And sometimes it was just, I'm going to ignore this. Okay. And you said that the reason for you was because you just didn't know how to say not interested. <laughs> yeah. You know, in person, um, you know, it's sometimes it's, Obviously, it's, it's more difficult to tell somebody no in person than yes, um, you know. So for me, it was an issue of I wasn't really sure how to say it. Um, you know, it's in public. Uh, I broke up with a girl once and she punched me. So, you know, I, I was like, I don't want to have a huge commotion here in public. So, like, I was a little nervous then going forward about how to do that. Okay. So it was a little bit for you. It was just confrontation maybe that you weren't comfortable with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then let's move further on. So you start maturing and you start, like you said that you went through this transition where it was not only just finding somebody that matched you, but then it was like you wanted someone a little bit more than that. What happened for you to go through that transition? Did something happen? Were you in a relationship that kind of gave you that aha moment? What occurred for you to get to that point? Yeah. Um, so it was a relationship. Uh, I dated somebody on and off for three years, I want to say. Um, and the problem with that relationship was the on and off part. Um, you know, and there's a lot of things that should have been flags for me to, to move on. And instead it was more of a break and then getting back together again. And it really wasn't the best thing. Um, so when that relationship ended, I kind of like, I started going back to my early twenties days briefly for about six months or so. And I started really realizing like, okay, like I'm in my late twenties now, what do I really want to accomplish my dating? Right. Cause like, I'm not trying to waste time either. Um, and it was, okay. What things matter to me now? Like what 
things that I not see in that last relationship that should have, I should have moved on from what things that I really like, what things that I not like that I kind of put up with. Right. And you said that you didn't want to waste time. So were you at that point, like looking for a wife or were you just looking for someone to spend your life with? What, what was going on in your mind at that time? Um, it wasn't necessarily to get married, but it was to, to move on. Like it had to have some potential. Like I wasn't going to sit there and waste time either. You know, um, I wanted to have it as an opportunity where whatever the next thing was, it at least had potential to go to that. Okay. So would you say that that was like the end goal was to get to that marriage or was it just long, a, a long committed relationship? Um, it probably was marriage, honestly. It probably was. Okay. And what age were you at that time? Uh, like 28. Okay. All right. So at that time when you started having this more, I would say more of a maturity type way of, of thinking, was it a lot of casual dating? Um, yeah, it was a lot of casual dating. Um, cause it really was, Hey, like here's two or three dates. Is this going to work or not kind of, and, and, and move on. Um, cause I wasn't trying to waste time. I, and I said, I didn't have, it didn't have to be the girl I was going to marry. But at the end of the day, that was the end goal. So it had to be something I at least could see myself in a long-term relationship with. Okay. And so when you were doing all of that, uh, going through this casual, you know, you're, you're searching for this woman because that's the end goal. Um, how did you meet these women? Was it, was it on organically? Mostly online. Oh, no, mostly on, online. Mostly okay. online. And how was that experience? Um, it was an adjustment, right? Um, because people put up a certain profile to be a certain way or to portray a certain image that they think um, somebody would want. So uh, sometimes you get some fake profiles out there. I'm not necessarily like catfish profiles, but fake profiles in the way that like it's not a clear image of who they really are. Um, it's like digital makeup, like, you know, um, and so that was, that was a d different, and that was kind of the route I felt I had to go though, because now like a lot of my friends in their late twenties had started to get married and their friends were married. So I couldn't meet the people organically and I was into my career now. So I can't just like hang out at bars as much as I could when I was younger and go meet people that way and things like that. So, um, I felt online was a little more time saving maybe, um, and just, Easier, like here, here's a bunch of people, swipe or whatever. <laughs> no one's judging. Okay. Um, so you said something that you just said that a lot of your friends were getting married. Did you feel pressured? I mean, did you, when you think about it back then, did you really want to have that or were you feeling like, should I be doing this? Everyone else is doing it. Like what was going on in your mind? Um, no, I didn't feel pressured for it. Um, it was just a, it was just different. Um, you know, like I think that even if you don't have a specific image set up, um, at least I know a lot of people that would generally think that even guys, you know, Hey, like I'm going to go get married in my early twenties and start a family. Right. And then when I noticed that my friends were getting married in their late twenties, I'm like, well, okay. So even if I'm in my early thirties, it's not that far off. Like, it kind of helped me actually relax. Now, if a bunch of them had all gotten married at 23, 
I probably would have felt pressured at 28. Like, yo, what are you, what are you doing here? But mm-hmm. everybody was, you know, 28, 29, getting married around that time. So for me, it was like, okay, well, if it's 34, 33, 32, does it really matter? Right. <laughs> you know? Okay. All right. So when you were doing a lot of this dating with online, um, how did you at that time then feel comfortable to say to somebody, I, I do want to see this through or, hey, this, this ain't happening? Yeah, I felt a lot more comfortable because um, I think I had I had developed, I had matured a little more, um, and you know, I think also too at some point probably I I had been ghosted a time or two myself. So like when you see it from the other side, you're like, well, that's pretty crappy. So you know, um, you know, and then you have the, the option, right? You could say, hey, I'm gonna do this, continue to do this because well, people, girls are doing it to guys. Why can't guys do it to girls? Right. And then the other option is, hey, I could just be different and just be an adult about it and say bye. Like, that's it, you know? So I chose to just be an adult about it. Okay. So when you first met these women, were you forthright in saying, this is what I'm looking for? Or did you say nothing and just like kind of weigh it out? Like, how did that look like? Because at this point, we're thinking if I'm correct, you're at the point where you want to be in a serious relationship, okay, with potentially being someone at the end goal being married, potentially, right? So you're going through this process, and when you first meet these women, did you say up front, okay, hey, this is what I'm looking for, or did you kind of just weigh it out? Just weighed it out. Um, I felt that that could be, you know, too too scary for someone too direct for someone. Um, so it was a, it was a, it was a wait and see game kind of, um, it was in the beginning it was, Hey, did I get a good vibe from them with somebody that I'd want to see again. Right. Um, and then, Hey, it was somebody I want to see for the next couple of months and I enjoy talking to him, whatever. And like play it from that. Um, I have this like weird rule I've always had in my head. Um, if I can make it past the three, I can get to at least three months. After that, it's it's up for grabs, kind of deal. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, um, were you more like, look, I'm not looking for just, um, you know, someone to just have sex with and fuck around with. I really want to be with. I'm right now. I'm looking to date someone in a long term thing. Did did you no. say anything? That? You didn't say no. anything. No, not really. I really just wanted to play it out organic, like because the online dating stuff is so not organic, I feel like I wanted to do the rest of it organically. Mm. So I was trying to just like, let's see how this goes. But in my head, I always knew like, this is going to say, you know, whatever happens, like if something happened that was negative, I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be it. Like, this is one of those deal breaker things or, Hey, you know, um, this is, this is cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to hang out here a little longer. Like, and I would kind of just play it by that. And Okay. So, yeah, well, I, mean, I might ask where they were, you yeah. know, at some point, you know, may, maybe if it was, you know, a few dates in or whatever, like, Hey, like, Hey, what are you looking for? Kind of deal. Like that might've come up, but initially the first few times, like probably not. Okay. Um, so what, at what point would you say then I'm not interested? Cause you said that at this point you're comfortable, you have the confidence, you know, you know what you want. How did you do that? Um, just in person usually um on at the end of let's say the second or third date or maybe the first date you know hey nice to meet you this isn't going to work out 
you know, um, just flat out, like, just, just be honest and direct. Like it sucks to say it like that, but at the same time, I mean, I think it's better that to not lead somebody on, um, like I had done previously when I was younger and I was like, Oh, Hey, we'll do this again. Like, no, we weren't, you know? So now it was more like, Hey, just be honest. Like, Hey, this is not working. Sorry. What was the reaction of the women? Um, some of them were, were shocked. Um, the way I was just so like upfront, um, others were, were in agreement sometimes like, Hey, I felt the same way. So we're good. Um, and then some of them did seem disappointed, I guess. Um, but I think at least a little like appreciated that I was truthful and didn't leave them on. Okay. Did they ever say, but why? Um, honestly, no. Um, and I think it has to do with, the, I think, um, that I was so like, I was short with it. I didn't like say like, I didn't get into details. I was like, Hey, listen, sorry. You know, it was nice to meet you. Just, you're not, this is not going to work. This isn't a fit, you know? And it was more like a shock sometimes to them. So I think that sometimes like that overwhelmed them or that fact that I was just so direct that it was like, Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you know? And then they, <laughs> and that, that was kind of it. Okay. And did you have any experiences where that didn't turn out well, where you told them that you weren't interested in them, maybe even after a second or third date? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I had said before briefly, um, you know, I had talked to somebody that we had we had dated um for a little bit. It was we had gotten to probably a few months of dates. Um, and then at a certain point I realized that like around my three month mark, um, this isn't gonna work. Um and we were just two different non-complementary personalities, I guess. Um so we weren't similar and we weren't or we weren't matching and we weren't complementary. Um so when I broke up with her, um she punched me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then maybe that was a good thing that you broke up with her. Yeah, so yeah. she had some issues. Um, okay. Good to know. Um, <laughs> so you didn't even see it coming, did you? No, she just, I mean, it was, it was, I didn't get hit in the face. She just punched me right in the chest, but I was not expecting that ever, you know, like. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about the way you communicate with women. How are you, how do you communicate with women in regards to what you want? Are you open to say, I like this, I want this? Um, or do you have them, you know, speak first and then you, you engage? Like, what does communication look like with you? Um, so sometimes uh, my, my work kicks in and my sales background um, and I do a lot of listening before um, and then I go into like kind of how to like make a mutual, uh, I guess mutual relationship is not really the right word, but like, like, you know, like when you do a sale, right? Your, your job is to understand what their needs are and then how to make whatever you have, whatever options you have fit with whatever their needs are. So I kind of like went into that mode. Um, I think it's just instinctive after doing sales for uh, since I was eighteen. Okay, so there was like a it was methodic kind of way. <laughs> kind of, I mean, okay. sometimes you know, the, the sometimes uh, an emotion might kick in and that overrides that. Um, whether it was a, a female emotion or or my emotion, but generally that's kind of how it went. I would more listen and then kind of flow. Okay, okay. So let's talk about. Do you ever? So if you look at your whole dating history, 
did you at any time feel misunderstood by women? Did I feel misunderstood? Yes. Okay. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, sure. So I think that sometimes I, I think that sometimes because I tried to listen to what they had, um, and then kind of match some of my stuff, like some of how I was to that. Um, I said, like my little sales technique there. Like, I think sometimes that I didn't get my full point across. Um, so I try to like make it complimentary of theirs versus like something that might have bothered me. So I kind of got, so they understood part of me and not all of me. And then therefore they, their behavior might have not been what I wanted, I guess. Um, because like I, if I told them I'm interested in this cause it fit what they said, but I also wanted a little more to that. Um, they might've just stopped at where they were comfortable versus like listening to me more. Okay, so would you say that you did not really say fully what you wanted? Correct, yes. Okay, and then how did you feel like, you know, after you, ha- you didn't get to say what you wanted to say, what did that feel inside? Um, it didn't feel anything when it came to saying it. It was the fact that like I might not, it, was, it would show up later when they didn't understand how I processed something because I didn't, because I showed up two months before and didn't say anything, mm. you know? So at the moment I was like, oh, whatever, like it's just part of a conversation. But well, when, when something actually mattered to it three months from now, that's kind of when I felt it. Okay. Oh crap. I should have spoken up. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about behavioral patterns that you have seen uh, from women that you dated that are irritating and a turnoff. Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, I would say, I mean, at least recently, like as far as like the, the second half of my dating career, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. um, girls that still acted like they were in their early twenties, mm. um, you know, even, though they weren't because you know i would make it a point not to not to generally not to date someone in their early 20s when i got you know to be my my later 20s um kind of want to keep around the same age as me and but i would still find girls sometimes that were in their early 20s mindset where they wanted to go get drunk you know most nights and and whatever um and just party and, and be reckless and listen i'm for that once in a while but like i can't i'm not i'm not doing that on a regular basis um and, you know and i noticed it was from different different people, right? So sometimes the girls just never got out of that phase. Um, they did that their whole twenties and that's what it was. Um, and then other times, you know, they had been in a serious relationship throughout college, throughout the beginning of their twenties. And now they were 26 and had just gotten out of a relationship of, you know, eight years or had been in two, four year relationships or whatever it was. So they never got experience to experience that early twenties mm-hmm. party. So now they were having it now at 28, mm-hmm. you know, and I was, like, I'm not about that. Sorry. I had that time already. Like that's for you. And you find you know yourself in that spot. Good for you, but not for me. Okay. Anything else that you found irritating, maybe even in the way they communicated that you saw was a pattern with the women that you dated? Um, I think that sometimes I felt that um, some women tried to be too, 
tough, I guess, and independent. Um, you know, and I think everybody should be independent, but I think sometimes that it came across that they were trying so hard to portray themselves this way that they couldn't be open. It was kind of like, like a block. Like um, so I am alpha. I am yeah. alpha woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> and listen, like you shouldn't need me. Right. Okay. Like that's how I look at it. Right. Um, yeah. you know, but at the same time, yeah, I, if we're trying to like do this relationship thing, like you need to be open as well. I need you to kind of communicate. I need you not to just be like super tough and like whatever. So like, I, you know, that became a challenge too. I think, you know, as women got to their later twenties, because a lot of times then, you know, like in the early twenties, you're not really into your career too much, but in later twenties, like, you know, you've started to put time in at your job now. So like you're into your career now, most, in most cases. So, um, I felt that, you know, they were like this career woman and I'm like, listen, I just totally want that. Trust me. Cause New Jersey is too expensive to have a single family, have a single parent income. So, <laughs> so I'm totally about that life, but I, I just wanted them to be a little more open, I think. And they were so in this tough woman career mindset that it was, it was hard to communicate sometimes. Let's talk a little bit about that. So do you think that it was more of vulnerability like being vulnerable with you? Um, yeah, I think it was a fear of that. It was a fear of being vulnerable, maybe. Um, you know, because you you can't, I think as a female, it's hard to, just from what I've seen in, in the workplace, I think it's hard to be vulnerable at work, um, you know, because you, you want to, you know, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, whether it's salary, whether it's, it's job titles, um, you know, there's a lot of times when, a female might not be taken as seriously as a male for really for no reason other than the fact of their sex, um, which isn't fair. So I think that they, tr a lot of times I'll see that in person, they try to keep that mindset all the time because you got to figure you're in work most of your awake hours. Mm -hmm. So that they don't, that doesn't turn off when you leave work. Right. So I think that becomes part of the, you know, you can't be vulnerable at work. So I'm just not vulnerable anywhere. So what would that, what would you have liked to have seen? Cause you know, when you're saying that they have this, like I'm um, tough chick type thing, and then they come home. What what are the behaviors that you would have liked to have seen that would have shown? Yes, I'm vulnerable. Um, just more open about feelings, maybe open about how you know, like if something pisses you off, just tell me. If something makes you happy, just tell me. Like just be transparent. Um, you know sometimes like something could have bothered them and they would act like this doesn't bother me because they have to be tough about it. And then if we split up, you know, a month from now and it was like, Oh, well you did stuff like this. Why didn't you friggin' tell me a month ago? And I would have stopped doing it, you know, like, mm. but like, they had to be tough about it. And then all of a sudden like it kind of boils up and now all of a sudden now the emotion kicks in a month later mm. and now it's, well, you did this, 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 and this. Well, you didn't tell me I did any of those things that bothered you. You laughed about them or wherever we like joked around about it. Like, so like, you know, I need to be a little more vocal on what bothers you and give me emotion and give me feeling versus, you know, like tough and strict. Right. Okay. So I know right now you are with somebody and it's, you're engaged, you're yes, about to yes, get married. Are. So, so what happened for you to get to that point? And this is a, this is a two part question. So let me first ask, what happened? Do you, did you think that you changed your behavior or was it just at the right place at the right time? How did that transpire? Um, little of 
the right place at the right time. I don't think I had changed much from, you know, like 2930 um, to when we met uh, two years ago. Um, I really think it was, um, I think it was more of her. Um, I think she is, she was a little, we have a similar mindset in the fact that it was like, okay, like it was online. Um, you know, we were just messaging back and forth, you know, for like a day or so. And her thing was like, Hey, let's just go grab food this week. Like, let's just not, you know, let's not do this crap or via text and whatever. Like, let's just go meet in person and, and call it a day and like, you know, see how, see how it goes kind of deal, which I was like, heck yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, you know, I'd rather do it in person because again, people are different via text. Right. So I guess that at that time when you met her, looking back, did you see yourself change when at that point when you were open to meeting her and and you know look you know having the date face to face when you look back what were the what were the behaviors that you did that besides the ghosting <laughs> that has changed and, and even in your mindset um well just being more open um more being more honest um Hey, these things bother me. Hey, these things don't, um, you know, see where people are, why, like mental wise. Like, um, so for example, um, I wouldn't say it's in the first couple of dates, but like at a certain point, like, Hey, things are going well. Like, Hey, like, do you want to get married? You know, do you want to have kids? Like asking questions like that, you know, um, you know, what, what things are important to you? Like what values matter to you? Right. Um, I also think I tended to, you know, I think indirectly, I, I tended to associate with um, females who were children of immigrants in general. Um, my my family, I mean, all four of my grandparents are immigrants. Um, my father's an immigrant and my mom's first generation here. So I think that the values of, of immigrant families tend to be more family oriented in general. Um, and I have something that I grew up with, so I was looking for. So how that person associated with their family was important to me as well. Um, so I think things like that mattered more because I cared more about like future and being happy and things that mattered to me. Um, whereas like, for example, like I'm a huge gym rat. Um, she is not. So it was more of a, does she okay with me spending four or five days a week at the gym? You know, and like, that's gotta be important. As long, that's important to me. I diet a lot. Like I'm just huge into nutrition and food. You know, is that, she doesn't have to do that, but I, as long as she's okay to know that certain days, like, I'm like, Hey, I can't go have that, you know, junk food meal because I'm, I have a competition coming up and I need to, to diet a certain way, you know, and, and things that are important to me. She had to value that. And I had to value her, her, you know, likes and, 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 you know, feelings as okay. well. Okay. So how would you like, I mean, obviously you're getting married. How would you like a woman to treat you? Um, just be, treat them the same way that, treat me the same way I treat them. Like, that's it. Like, and, and, and I, and call me out on my bullshit, um, the same way that I, would call you out on your bullshit. Um, and that's one of the reasons we get along so well. Um, and that, you know, we are in this, 
I would say successful relationship now and, you know, and, and, and getting married, it really comes down to, um, you know, she'll, she'll bitch me out if she has to, and I'll gladly do the same thing back to her. And it just, you know, and also it's being able to understand, right. That, you know, you're doing it from a place of, Hey, either you hurt me by doing acting this way or Hey, either, or, you know, you screwed up like, and I'm doing this for, to look out for you kind of deal. Right. Um, and not taking that defensively as the person receiving the criticism. You know, you have to just be like, Hey, listen, like this person does love me. Like they're trying to help, you know, we're working together on this. You know, it's not like I'm trying to attack you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think that's important. And so, yeah, just kind of equal back and forth kind of deal. Okay. And so this is kind of like a, a two part question. Would you date yourself in your early twenties? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Um, no, not, not, not at all. Um, at least not myself now would not date that person. No. Okay. Um, How about now? I think so. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it would work. So I, I feel that initially on the surface, I would like myself. Um, but I feel that I like the complimentary aspect better than matching. Um, as I've gotten older. So I like somebody that has other skill sets that I don't. I like somebody that has different perspectives than I do. Um, while I think our values should generally match and not even perfectly match, but generally match. Um, I think that different perspective is important in growth and in learning as a person. Um, so I like that things are different. So I said, like, I think it would, I would date myself now, but I don't think I would actually marry myself now. <laughs> okay. So I guess what I'm trying to ask is, do you think you're a good catch? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not the best question to ask because of course you can say yes, but it's good to know that you, you recognize that you wouldn't, you would not have dated yourself in your early twenties because of the behavior and would you say insecurities that you had? Um, yeah, I think I think it was insecurities. I think it was um, just immaturity. Um, like I said, you know, ghosting people is not cool. Um, but in my early twenties, I really didn't care. Um, you know, and also I think I'd gotten out of a long-term relationship, and I really was just there to kind of, yeah, we were dating, but I was also like just trying to screw around as well. So like, it was screwing around, dating, screw around, dating, kind of back and forth. And I felt that that person just was not committed to really anything. So. Okay. So you said screwing around mm-hmm. So with those women that you were just screwing around. So these other women you're not having, you don't want anything with, but a physical thing. Were you upfront when you were doing that with them where you're like, Hey, you know, this is just, Hey, we're just hanging out. Or do you, did you say, well, it's kind of known that this is what's going to happen. Um, I don't really think I was upfront about that. Um, maybe on a couple instances, but for the most part, it kind of was, it was kind of winging it really every day, you know, situations were different. Hey, it led to this or Hey, it didn't and keep going. Like Did that was have, it. So I re- go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was, so I really wasn't specific to, you know, that I was like, I'm coming and I'm, you know, Hey, like, let's go hook up. Like that was not how it was. It was kind of more like, well, Hey, we're hanging out and this is either going to go, to a second date this is going to go to a hookup or this is going to go to buy, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and it kind of just was whatever. 
Okay. Did you ever have experiences where it was so? Okay, so this is interesting. So you went in there kind of like rolling the dice. You're like, okay, this actually, I'm going to be physical with this person because we're kind of in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. But this could actually potentially be something. Like in your mind, you weren't thinking this is just a hookup and I ain't seen this girl ever again. You're thinking there's a, you had in your mind, the door was open for possibilities. Would you say that? Yeah, I think it was open. Um, in most cases, it was open. Okay. And then did you ever have the opportunity or did you ever experience where you had that mindset and then the woman like had a different expectation from that one time that you guys hung out? Yeah, so definitely. Um, and, and, and in different ways, right? So uh, it's been times where their expectation was to continue to date two and I was not there or I could have been in either, you know, hook up or I could have been on by, um, or sometimes their mindset was to hook up. And I was like, Oh no, I actually really like her. Like I want to see her again, kind of deal. And she was like, Hey, like this is it like one night and we're out. So yeah, I've, I've had it kind of both ways. Okay. And on the times that it was the woman who wanted more, were you forthright in saying this ain't happening again? Yeah. Um, in most cases I would say it was, um, I don't, I can think of one time that there was a, it wasn't a full ghost situation. It was more of a, like, just like before, like those like quick, short answers, like via text after like, Hey, like I, like, I can't. Okay. You know, um, all right. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, I want to thank you so much for sharing your, your dating experience, dating history with us. And I really appreciate you being honest, genuine, and vulnerable. I do appreciate that. So taking the time to talk to me and give the listeners a male perspective. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for letting me tell my story. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right, no problem. And thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, bye.